Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, hello there. Welcome on in to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here at PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Occasionally known as your mayor, PHNX, this guy over here, he's the Thunderstick. It's the one and only Vice Mayor, Jesse Friedman. We got an upgrade today, Derek. We got an upgrade today. Does it feel I, I, I like good? These, these chairs oh, are these just, chairs are they're the just shit. so wonderful. Yeah, they're great. The it's chairs amazing. are really good. Um, and, 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 of course, along with us is our friends from the DraftKings Sportsbook app who proudly sponsor this show. Thank you to them. Uh, make sure that you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, of course... NFL season that all is is a wild card weekend was so much fun to watch but baseball season is right around the corner so we know we're going to be jumping on there to make some bets uh but a lot of MLB players are betting on themselves or or deciding whether to bet on themselves because it is arbitration season and you know we love arbitration season in the MLB around here there is nothing better than getting to argue before your bosses your own worth your own value because they don't think you're worth as much as you think you're worth so the Diamondbacks were able to avoid arbitration with almost all of their arbitration eligible players Zach Gallen, Carson Kelly Kyle Lewis Cole Sulser and Christian Walker all reach a deal with the team avoiding arbitration any surprises there as to who avoided arbitration Jesse uh, not really. I mean, I guess the the norm is sort of that teams do agree with their players mm-hmm. uh, and and are able to avoid arbitration. So um, nothing, nothing too crazy. But it's also not that uncommon for you know players and and teams to not to not see eye to eye. And we have this tremendously awkward process that we've talked about a lot called arbitration. It's so in great. Which uh, yeah, it's it's like having your boss explain to you why you're not good enough to make the amount of money that you want. And you're trying to advocate for yourself and say, no, I am good enough to make that amount of money. Uh, So uh, yeah, not, not an ideal, not an ideal situation. Something that really should change in baseball at some Mm -hmm. point, but that, that has not happened yet. So he says it should change in baseball. Meanwhile, I'm of the mindset that it should just be the norm everywhere in every walk of life. (laughs) Everybody should have their Jack Donaghy from 30 rock moment where you go in to negotiate what you think you're worth. And he starts out by putting a $1 bill on the table (laughs) and going from there. That's how every negotiation session should start with your bosses. But, uh, we, we still remains to be seen what exactly is going to happen with the only member of the Arizona diamondbacks that did not agree, uh, to a deal to avoid arbitration. And that would be uh, Josh Rojas, which, as we can say, might still avoid arbitration. It's not like that's not a possibility, but it looks like there's a chance that the Diamondbacks may go to arbitration with Rojas. And all I have to say is good luck with that. 
<laughs> Good luck with that. That guy's scrappy. We've talked about the dog in him before. It's off the charts. So I, Zach, Josh Rojas is by far the last person on the roster that I would want to go through any kind of argument with in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I don't feel like he's going to relent on on his points or how he feels yeah, about himself. Yeah, um, I mean, in reality, it's more so the player's agent than I don't like care. the player himself. That's in, what I in want. That room, See, but. you talk about changing the process. <laughs> I want the player arguing on his own behalf. Uh, yeah, I mean, Josh Rojas is. You know, I mean, he's a he's an older guy, right? I believe he's I believe he's slated to reach free agency. It's not an older guy. He's an older he's guy. He's 28 in terms years of, old. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not what I meant to say. He's he's older in the sense that he kind of broke into the big leagues at a little bit of an older age than, than some players do. And as a result of that, I believe he's slated to reach free agency at age 33 um, and is as is pretty well established around the league. It's hard to have a big payday, you know, when you hit free agency at age 33. So, yeah. you know, good on Josh Rojas for, you know, trying to get all the money that that he can now. Um, this is especially big for him as a Super 2 player. He has an extra year of arbitration. So any gains he's able to make this year uh, will just kind of compound over the next three years as well. Right. So, um, so yeah, you know, certainly nothing wrong with with him trying to get his money. Um, like you said, the, the two sides haven't reached an agreement yet. It is still technically possible uh, that they could before an arbitration hearing actually happens, but that doesn't seem to be the expectation. It sounds like the D-backs are going to file at $2.575 million. Josh Rojas is going to file at $2.9 million. Not a big gap. That's, what, $325,000 in baseball terms. That's not a huge gap. You feel like there might be some way for the uh, the two sides to work that out, but uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily expect that. I think we'll probably see an arbitration hearing here. When you take a look at Josh Rojas's stats for 2022, I believe he's worth the money. I think he is worth um, what he is arguing for. Uh, he had a 2.7 war. Uh, he had a slash uh, slash 269, 349, 391. And we talked about that a bit with uh, the projections for Alec Thomas when we are grading his season, that you would very much take those offensive numbers if it was Alec Thomas um, and and his defense paired with that, right? Yeah. Josh Rojas still has some issues defensively, I feel like, um, but I feel he's been working towards either solidifying himself there a bit at third base or yeah. solidifying his position as a utility infielder for this team where we'll see him in 2023 playing all around the diamond. But uh, I, I feel that there's a, there's a good chance we can see an increase in, in, his, in his war from last year, and I think that he is going to be the worth, worth the money that the Diamondbacks uh, are going to end up paying him. But it's always hard to say in these situations. Like, like I think the MLB trade rumors estimate was $2.4 million. $2.2 million. Um, 2 .2 million. Yeah. So, so both what the Diamondbacks are offering and what Josh Rojas is wanting are, are higher than that number. But that's also just kind of a projection from a computer system that's not necessarily accurate. So that's not really the end-all, sure. the end-all, sure. end be-all. So... Uh, yeah, I honest, I don't really have a sense of which side the the arbiter would would go with here. It really really could go either way. Josh Ross did have 23 stolen bases last year, which is another kind of big emerging part of his game. So maybe yeah. that factors into this as well. Not to mention the fact that I've talked about this, and of course, this it it sounds cliche to say some of this stuff, but. There are things that Josh Rojas does that you can't measure. There aren't statistics. That's for true. That's I, true. I, I don't know if the if the arbiter will will care, but if the arbiter will factor in, <laughs> yeah, like dogging yeah. him, yeah, know? yeah. I I'm not sure. I think dogging him is yeah. an emerging statistic it when it comes be. to those arbitration it should be on hearings. Baseball but. For sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, even though we just Photoshop it in there all the time. Uh, what I will say though is that 
you know, there there is something to be said and maybe even something to be argued on Rojas's behalf about how he does he he kind of does get this team fired up at times. He does a yeah. good job at at like I said, the immeasurable things that on the field can help this team win. I'll still never forget when he just picked a fight because he thought that maybe picking a fight was going to help his team get back into it. And he wasn't wrong because they didn't win that game. Um, it's just something that I would want to avoid. It's if there again, if there is one person I wouldn't want to go through arbitration with. It's Joshua Luke Rojas. And that's because, you know, he I don't care. You say his agent comes in, you know, he's coming in with him. You know, he wouldn't yeah. have to like he doesn't have to be there. He could have the day off. He could go. But he's going to come in and sit next to his agent and stare down everyone in the room, <laughs> including the arbiter. Uh, and that that would be my favorite part. But it is such a weird topic. It's such a weird thing to have happen in life. Uh, of course, we are lucky to not have to go through this. Uh, <laughs> who at who at PHNX do you think you'd be you'd be most terrified to go through an arbitration hearing? Michaela with? Perkins. I mean, okay, Michaela right, Perkins yeah. by far. <laughs> Michaela Perkins is by far. She's staring at me right now, and I'm terrified because I have to be honest and say this with like right in front of her. But that's exactly why the intimidation factor is high there, right? <laughs> Especially if we have to go, what we have to go sit in a room together with like an unbiased third party, and I'm supposed to make that person believe. That Michaela Perkins is worth less money than yeah. she's asking for. Yeah, she, she's, Bullshit. That's she's a pretty, losing. She's pretty marketable. Yeah, that's a losing fight right without, there. Without without her social media powers, we would all be very lost around oh here. God. So it's it's. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? We, we, no, show, you guys wouldn't even know the show is on right now without Michaela. That's but, that's fair. <laughs> um, I, I will say though that we uh, we 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 don't want to necessarily arbitrate people, but Jesse and I have been talking about going through the arbitration product or process with items. So uh, we're going to be bringing you a new segment this week uh, <laughs> called Arbitration Conversations, where me and this guy, we're going to talk about uh, the value of an item like this can of Arizona iced tea right here that clearly states it's a great buy at 99 cents right on the label. Now, we talked about this before the show, that this air can of Arizona iced tea, it's giving up its worth on the label. It, it's going to have a hard time arguing for the over. Uh, the, the, how much, the how much did you pay for this can of Arizona iced tea? I paid uh, at... At Bosa, a dollar fifty nine for this. A dollar fifty nine. That is clearly marked that it costs ninety nine cents. So, <laughs> again, there is uh, there there is something to be said about having to uh, try to uh, argue against something's value or that it's worth more, especially when it clearly marks it on the goddamn. Yeah, can, well, and it, it's sad. Like the, what's weird about arbitration is that it's a person. Like you're you're like arguing about the value of an individual, right? You're trying to like quantify the value of yeah. an individual. In this case, it's it's just a it's can. can. The can so doesn't it, have any feel, Yeah, it feels but, like. Maybe like later okay. we arbitrate the value of my dog. I don't know. <laughs> I have a hairless cat. We can arbitrate whether they should exist. We should. I don't know. There's all sorts of things we can discuss the value. We need to of. have more conversations about the hairless cat on, yeah, on the we show. Do. We really I, do. I think uh, the cat needs more airtime. Uh, Jesse very much enjoys when we try to plan a show and the cat gets involved with me typing and just is rubbing its <laughs> stupid face against my face but your cat uh, looks like a it, it looks like a creature from another planet it, or something it does, like it does. she's awesome <laughs> uh, of course you guys are going to decide who wins uh these conversations we're going to have so make sure to tune in for that uh we'll do that later this week but uh in the meantime go grab yourself a go phnx uh, membership become a diehard over here dbacks diehard phnx diehard you know what to do you know the drill not only will you get yourself a free piece of merch over at the phnxlocker.com Every year that you're a member, you will also get 20% off all the merchandise at that site. Uh, and I was very, trust me, I love our merch so much. Me and my wife got in an argument today about um, my, my hoodie getting dried that I specifically said was the perfect size and could not be dried because it was going to shrink up. And even, even a small amount of shrinking was going to ruin 
the size that it perfectly was set at. And of course that happened. I'm still not happy about it. So I'm going to buy myself another one. That's how I'm going to rectify that. Uh, of course. And I, and I get that 20% off discount. You should too. Uh, not only do you get 20% off that, you get 20% off uh, our wonderful events like our PHNXT party that Jesse and I had a blast at last Friday. Thank you to all of you guys that came out. Uh, we enjoyed very much watching Jesse Friedman lose on the ping pong table. <laughs> For those of you that weren't present, um, it was one of it was some of the most exciting ping pong matches I've ever seen. I won't lie. Uh, I think it. I it, didn't like it embarrass myself. Okay, he didn't. He didn't embarrass himself. It was very highly competitive matches. They all went to three games. Uh, they all came down to ridiculous scores. Yeah, uh, Max, Danielle, and Jesse all deserve credit for putting on quite the show. They kind of stole some of the thunder from the Suns game that we were there to watch, but that's okay. <laughs> that uh, Suns game did not have much thunder. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really didn't. But. Uh, Thank you again to all of you guys that showed up. And that's kind of wonderful stuff we're doing. So make sure to do that because as a diehard, you might get invited to diehard-only <laughs> events uh, as well as access to our diehard-only Discord, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. So join us over there. And a big thanks to our friends from Four Peaks Brewing Company uh, for their support, for sponsoring that. Uh, they were out there providing beer samples, which I very much took advantage of. Uh, and you can check out their beer wherever you get your beer or at their A Street Pub where we'll be doing uh, our final Fridays every month once again. So join us this fr uh, this final Wednesday, final Friday, final Wednesday of the month. Uh, and join us this Wednesday at the H Street Pub. Not this Wednesday. I'm all over the place with this. But the final Wednesday of the month, the final Wednesday of every month, where we will be broadcasting all of our shows live from the H Street Pub and enjoying, of course, their chicken tenders and their wonderful beers uh, to be had. Uh, I also had fun this weekend with our daily sports fantasy partners, uh, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, that allows you to draft your team against five of your friends, and then the highest-scoring squad for that night can win some cold, hard cash. Uh, not only is it a great way to play with your friends, but it's a great way to have bragging rights over everybody that you know. Draft six NBA players, no positional limit, and that's it. And you can definitely win yourself some money. Uh, I talked about the the uh, Underdog Daily Fantasy app. I also talked about their, their pick'em games, where I won myself some money on over and under on pitch counts. I'm still... I'm still uh, in in seventh heaven about that because it was uh, it felt like the craziest thing to win a thousand dollars on, but that's exactly what happened over at the Underdog uh, app, and you can enjoy Underdog Fantasy all the time with all the sports, uh, and of course all of our PHNX sports here uh, peeps are playing it. Uh, we need to get down on some baseball. Uh, little little short drafts that we can play against each other because I think that's the best part of it. You don't have to wait a full season. Like to think of what I'm getting paid out sometimes for playing fantasy uh, sports on, on underdog for one night. Uh, it's kind of wild that I used to wait an entire football season uh, to get that kind of money from my friends. But of course, what are you right waiting now, for Derek? I'm not waiting for anything. Oh, well, no, what are you waiting for is you have to wait for the full season to play out when you play fantasy with your friends. It's like these jokers around here and their fantasy football. All they were worried about was, was the, was the punishment of eating at the waffle house. Who, Look, who is the recipient of that punishment? Um, did we, did we decide? I believe it should be Bob Rack. I believe Bob Rack Ooh. got that punishment. But so you I just call him Bob Rack. Bob Rack. <laughs> um, but like I'll attest to, I was at the Waffle House this weekend. That is no punishment, sir. Send me to the Waffle House. <laughs> I will. I will happily hang out with there. But uh, thank you guys again. Make sure to check out our friends at UnderdogFantasy.com. Download the app. Sign up with our promo code of PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Uh, of course, we have so much to talk about. Baseball uh, is very exciting during this time of the year, even though it hasn't started yet. Uh, what we're we're right around the corner from pitchers and catchers reporting. I think less than a month, less than thirty days away. So uh, until then, 
we have very much to talk about as uh, the Diamondbacks still have some moves to make, hopefully some bullets left in their gun. Uh, and we have uh, this this entire spring training season to go through. But, of course, uh, today is Monday, and we know every week on this show is Shark Week. Every day on this show is Earth Day. But every Monday, we go to the mailbag. Let's go to the mailbag. Let's go. You guys go to the mailbag. And then once in a while, there's a letter that we got to go By the way, I got to watch Megaran wrestle this weekend. Um, it did not end well for him. Uh, and of course, make sure to check out my tweet where I compared um, when he gets knocked down to looking like Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Very funny. But, uh, we got our first Mailbag Monday question. Uh, let's go. What do we got? It's from comes from our friend Gabriel, who was present, of course. He was present. At, at Jesse's, um, I don't know, demolishing. I, um, did, I did have he, some success against Gabriel. He did. He did. I did. He did. Uh, and Gabriel asked, where does this need, team need to be next year for Tori to get an extension? Will the results even matter? That's mm. a great question. And yeah. I, I, the especially, especially the second part of that question, will the results even matter? Um, I, I, I think that the results will matter. And I think that they'll, you know, again, how this team starts out and how the first half of this season goes will probably determine a bit what the team's, you know, next course of action with Tori is. Yeah, I think it does matter. I mean, if, if it didn't matter, then the D-backs would have, given him more than just, you know, picking up his club option for 2023, right? Yeah. They would have already given him an extension. So, um, yeah, it's a really good question. I don't know exactly, you know, where the, if there's a number, if there's a win total or something the D-backs have in mind, most likely there's not. Um, I feel like if the Diamondbacks finish below 500 in 2023, that would be, there would at least be some questions. I, I would think this is this is more speculation than anything else. It's just kind of my my personal sense of the situation. If the D-backs are over 500, but they don't make the playoffs, that still feels like kind of a good like stepping stone to where they ultimately want to go. I have a hard time seeing the D-backs moving on from Torrey Lovello if if that happened. So I do think the results matter, but I don't think the D-backs you know, need to win a wild card spot necessarily for Tory to stick around. I, I agree with Jesse on that. I think that the idea there is that they would need to see this team continue to progress and get better, no matter no matter what that result is, even if it's falling short of 500, but a game or two, as long as it's a better result than last year, I think that they would be pretty pleased with it. Yeah, I, I think Tory himself might be looking for a change should this season not go well for him either so i don't think it's just necessarily the franchise looking at tory i think tory you know tory is the kind of guy that has you know ha has the kind of attitude that if i'm not doing a good enough job i should be replaced and i think that that he may, would understand for he sure would very much i don't understand. think tory is looking to like go elsewhere or something if, i don't think so. i don't, don't work that, out but here I, but but yeah. i also think like he would understand i think a change of scenery might be something that um, he would also think is yeah. needed for himself at that point. You know what I mean? He um, is the longest tenured manager in Diamondbacks history as is, it is. is, is so. And he's the winning, winningest, right? I yeah. believe he is also the winningest. Obviously, there's something to be said regular, about regular his, season. Regular season, course, right. yeah. Uh, there's something to be said there about his tenure and how the Diamondbacks have done under him. I think he experienced <laughs> a lot of success early on, which still, obviously, we kind of hang on to. And, and we've kind of been waiting for the team to kind of get back to that level that we saw when he was – a brand new manager. It felt like at the time he was the exact kind of person they needed. I don't know if that's changed. I just yeah. think that, to be honest, uh, after a while, there, there's some things you could question about Tory's managerial style, but for the most part, I feel like he was never really given the 
you know, roster to, to compete in a very difficult division. So I don't know if you just, even if the results aren't there this year for a wild card spot or even a winning record, I'm not sure if necessarily that's enough for him to not stick around, but I think some sort of improvement is, is the least that they're looking for to extend yeah. him. Yeah. If the D backs come back next year and, you know, are, are basically the same or, you know, maybe only a game or two improved, I, I think that would be, that would be a, a tough situation. I, I really don't know what the D-backs would do at that point. Uh, we probably do have to address what Gabriel and Mark uh, said in, in the comments here. Um, does yeah. the fact that Tori Lovello was just ranked the the third most handsome manager in baseball, does that does that factor Absolutely. in here, Derek? Yeah? Absolutely. Okay. It's, it definitely increases his value. <laughs> it's the same reason why we didn't want Zach Gallon winning, winning the Cy Young Award. As much as he deserves... <laughs> The, the kudos, as much as he deserves the acknowledgement, it's really going to impact our ability to resign him. The more awards he wins, being the third sexiest manager in baseball, <laughs> I mean that that's only got to send his value skyrocketing through the roof. But uh, of course, you know, I, I I think the one thing here is that Tory just really has established himself with the young guys, and I would hate to see them pivot now at this point when so many of the players seem to buy in to to you know. Yeah. Eduardo Escobar's theory of I would die for Tori Lovello, which you don't really get every a day. A lot of D-backs, D-backs players. players seem to really like Tori Lovello. I don't think there's any there's any doubting that. And if the organization does move on from him at some point, whenever that does happen, it's probably not going to be because D-backs players want that. You That's know, like true. he's he's always going to be the kind of guy that that appeals to the players. But yeah, I do think there's there's an expectation for him going into 2023. I will say this, that if the Diamondbacks have a disastrous start, which very well could be a possibility with how April is stacked and, and things don't get better following that in May, the Diamondbacks have the coaching roster that they could replace in midseason if things really don't go his way. So that's another part of this. You never know how maybe, you it's know, true. going to Jeff Bannister or somebody that's currently, you know, part of their coaching staff as an interim manager, might they might feel. Uh, kickstarts a team that has a slow start in 23, but hopefully we don't see that. Uh, what else we got? All right. Um, TR Christmas, uh, T Krogs on, on Twitter asks, thoughts on the international signings for the D-backs? Yes. Uh, happy International Signings Day yesterday, everybody, by the way. We, we, were, we weren't around for that, but um, the Diamondbacks did agree to some international signings. Jesse and I kind of took a look. I know the first one uh, was Gian Zapata from the Dominican Republic. Uh, and of course, he's a left-handed outfielder. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you expect, right? Uh, well, 17 years old, six foot four, kid's a beast already. Um, they rank him as the 18th best international prospect. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks, which another thing <laughs> we found out, are one of every Major League Baseball team that has a baseball academy in the Dominican Republic. Uh, we're yeah, very, and they're very all. We also found that they're all like, they're like right next to, next each, to other. each other. Yeah, yeah in it's Boca in Chica. Boca Chica in the Dominican Republic. If you look up like any team's uh, academy setup that they have there, it's probably clustered next to like a bunch of other teams, which I didn't I didn't realize in the past. But uh, yeah, Zapata is from is from the Dominican Republic. He's from Boca Chica, which is exactly where the Diamondbacks complex is located. Um, like you said, six four one ninety. Uh, pretty lanky. I mean, 190 pounds, six foot four. Uh, he's a pretty, pretty lanky kid. Um, but there's some, some optimism that he could, he could stay in center field. So there you go. There's your, there's your left-handed hitting center fielder that the, that the Diamondbacks seem to, uh, seem to really enjoy, uh, getting in, in these sorts of situations. But 
Also, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that moving forward, given that, you know, the, you're not going to see Zapata in the big leagues anytime soon. He's he's 17 years old. Uh, it's going to take uh, a number of years before he could possibly break into the big leagues. But uh, one of the higher ranked guys on the list, I also wouldn't be too like you mentioned, he's number 18 on MLB Pipeline's list. He's also number 18 with Baseball America. I wouldn't put too much stock in those rankings. Like, why didn't the D-backs get the number 10 ranked guy or something? Uh, it's especially a shot in the dark. Like, like prospect rankings are always a shot in the dark. But when you're talking about 16 and 17-year-olds, nobody really knows. Um, if you look on MLB Pipeline, their overall grades for every player on their top 50 is either a 50 or a 55 on the 20 to 80 scale. So you kind of get the idea that these players are sort of clustered closely together and there might not necessarily be a huge difference between like the guy ranked 18 and the guy ranked number five or something like that. Or the guy ranked, ranked 18th might very well be the best guy in the draft and or yeah. in the in the rankings. And you have and no then idea, there's really. like Gabriel Moreno, who signed for twenty five thousand dollars back in the day and I'm sure would not have appeared on one of these lists and is now, you know. Uh, one of the best young talents the Diamondbacks have. So that's that's just sort of sort of how these things go. Fucking Gabriel, Mark, and and Charles have all turned our chat just into a lunch discussion, like as if we're not starving over here, sitting here <laughs> doing this show at one o'clock. Uh, Gabriel also asked why something about why we didn't uh, draft. Uh, why did why didn't we sign Marlboro Jesus? Uh, I am also furious about that. Uh, by the way, Jesse, he got that name for fifteen thousand points in the Marlboro catalog. I have no idea what you're yeah, talking. Like see, I have no, I have no yeah. point of reference. Back for in what my is day, back in my day, they right made now. you eat and drink and smoke things that you shouldn't do by giving you points to get merch like shirts and awesome names like that. So wow, yeah, that's pretty much where that came from. Uh, I wish we would have. He went to the Seattle Mariners, first baseman, uh, incredible, another incredible uh, prospect player. Uh, but again, we don't know. We don't know anything about these guys. What we do know is that guy has the best name by far. Uh, Gian Zapata. No, Marlboro Jesus, oh, Jesse. Okay. Come on. Mark, I, think Gian, I think Gian Zapata is a pretty good uh, baseball name. It is a pretty good baseball name. but uh, They also got a couple of other guys. Jeremy Rodriguez, who's a shortstop. Uh, and Anderson Cardenas, who's a right-handed pitcher. Uh, Cardenas, I think that's how you say According it. According to the D-backs transaction log, I count 22 total. players yeah. in total. So, uh, there's yeah, a there's a lot of guys here that... If you search their name, you're not you're just not going to find much. Yeah. Uh, there's just too the volume of players is way too high for there to be like scouting reports and information available on everyone. Uh, we'll try to to gather as much information as we can, but most yeah. of it is based on their size and how lanky they are, basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty pretty much, Lankiness. pretty much. Uh, yeah. But no, you're also talking about 17 year old kids, so it's very hard to determine the future of of these kids. And if you can, then tell me what the uh, lottery numbers are for tonight. Right, exactly. You obviously are. A witch and and Michael made a good point in the comments too. The international market is pretty <clears throat> shady in terms of how business is how business is being done, and that is very that true. is very true. And very honestly, true. everyone acknowledges that at this point. It's kind of bizarre that we don't have a, an international draft system in place. That's what uh, the two sides were trying to work toward in in these last CBA negotiations. It didn't wind up happening, uh, but I do think that's something that will happen eventually, and and probably needs to happen. Uh, there's not much about this process that is healthy from anyone's standpoint. Um, a lot of these these deals that you're seeing announced, um, technically what's bizarre is that the signing period starts on January 15th and goes until December 15th. So we are basically on day two of like an entire year. Yeah. But all of these moves come out pretty much right away because 
these players have had handshake agreements with these teams for potentially since they were like 12 years old, maybe not 12 <laughs> years old, but a very long time, a very long time. And teams are kind of incentivized to do that sort of thing because there's no like it's kind of a free for all. You just sign whomever you can get to agree, you know, right. like there, it's not a draft. You, you do have a capped amount of money that you can spend. But uh, but yeah, it's kind of a free for all system and it encourages teams to pursue players when they're. 14 years old or which is it just encourages it, it encourages them to try to develop that loyalty you yeah. know what i mean and that's the reason why when we talk about those academies being in the dominican republic why every team has an academy in the dominican republic it is for that purpose right it is to establish those relationships at a young age because because to be honest the teams that have a big following internationally do have a leg up on the rest of the teams the yankees the dodgers teams that these guys know because you know they're their their parents root for them or they have family or whatever or just because of the reach that some of these teams that have so much money have it really does give them the ability to at least have international signings be familiar with them before they come over and we, we were all kids once we all had a team we rooted for and we all wanted to be a part of that organization so that's very much a factor as much as you know like jesse said as much as we don't really want to acknowledge it at times yeah it's, it's very much a factor can you imagine having like like big league scouts showing up at your games when you're like 13 years old? Could not. And like not Could just not. showing up, but like like they're trying to develop a relationship with you. Like it's <laughs> it's just wild the way that this process works currently. And I hope Major League Baseball and the Players Association come to an agreement at some point so that we don't have to do it this way anymore. I've talked about this, but Richard Jefferson and I grew up very close together. And uh, he went Richard to a, Jefferson. Yeah, he like, went to a different high school the, than the I NBA did. NBA guy. He, yeah, like, the NBA. He went oh, to Moon Valley. I went to Greenway. Okay. Our schools were rival schools, right? Okay. And so, yeah, he would be the only guy I remember that when we would show up to certain games, like, yeah, there were like yeah you know, i mean suits. it's not there were people in suits there it's not that un, like i don't want to say know? oh it's in like nobody nobody in any sport ever scouts oh, yeah, no. high school kids right, like right. no that's a normal thing but not to the degree that sure. that w- what's happening sure. here like this yeah. is a completely different showing up level. to little league practices and stuff <laughs> it's yeah it's ridiculous i've i've read articles of we, where scouts are just talking about how ridiculous it is that they're showing up to a a you know an event with a bunch of 11 year olds trying to figure out who's going to be the next you know great big league corner outfielder it's like what what are you doing like (laughs) that's just not it's just a ridiculous assignment but it's just kind of what they have to do and if they don't do it then you know they won't be doing their their job and that's that's what the job entails right now uh gabriel ferrer yes i've heard of this documentary says uh there's a documentary called uh pelotero that goes over the international signings it's very good definitely check that out for sure uh all right what we got for the next question oh fodge (laughs) fodge says guesses when my child will be born well to give you a little background on this uh jacob is 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 uh is is having a baby any day any minute any second now we don't know when uh the baby was supposed to be due by now a very stubborn I think baby. The, I think the baby is not due yet, actually. I think the baby is due about a week from now, if I'm not oh, mistaken. But they're trying to expedite it. It was just expected, expected to come early. early. Appeared yeah. to be ahead of schedule, but right. maybe not as ahead of schedule. There, there, as, there's as some dilation thought. there. There's all of that already. Uh, Jacob, very impatient. He is ready. He's ready to meet his, his daughter. I tried to warn him as a father, as a girl dad, father of a, <laughs> a daughter, 
that they're always going to take their time. <laughs> um, so this is just the beginning. I do that, have an answer to this question though, that I feel really good about. So um, he's as confident as he is in his in his ping pong skills. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, potentially even more confident. So, so uh, if you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you may remember last year we made predictions about when the MLB lockout would end. Correct. And I'm realizing, I, I was incorrect, right, okay. for the lockout. But I'm realizing that my prediction for the lockout was actually the prediction for his baby. my prediction yeah. for Jacob's Whoa. baby, which which did not yet exist at that point. Whoa. But I, I I'm convinced that's that's what happened. What so, was that date? So January 31st. Oh, that's was was the date, away. which I feel yeah, I feel <laughs> I feel terrible. Away, I feel Jesse. terrible. I don't think we could tell Jacob <laughs> that my weeks. my answer, but that's awful. I think Should I go with Valentine's Day like I did last year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe not. Um, I'm going to say that Jacob's child will be born on Wednesday. Wednesday this the, week, the 18th. Wednesday 18th. this week. Uh, Chris Melton asked if she's allowed to play. Is she allowed to play? I don't know. She's kind of a ringer in this field. Yeah, that's fair. She is a doula. Chris, you are allowed to play, so we would love to hear your answers, and I'm sure J Jacob would love to hear everybody's answers, mostly the answers that um, that have the baby coming in about 14 hours or beyond, because apparently today is his two-year wedding anniversary, which oh, very happy anniversary to you and yours, Jacob, uh, and also... Uh, he does not want the baby's birth date to be on the same day as his wedding anniversary. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So and not today, but any day, any day after today. Yeah, Michael says as long as Chris isn't the doula helping with the birth. Yes, that's definitely <laughs> that, that that disqualifies her altogether. <laughs> we'll get those answers over to Jacob. What else we got for another question? Uh, Michael, speaking of Michael, uh, asks in the chat, uh, what starting pitcher in the free agent market should the D-backs talk to and why is it Zach Greinke? It is not Zach Greinke. What are you doing, Michael? No, 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 no. You don't want Zach? I, th I, I thought do not. you were pretty in on Zach Greinke when not we anymore. talked about this like a week ago. I'm out. You're out? I'm out. Interesting. I don't know. Were we talking of, about- Because of Zach Davies? Too many Zachs? There's too many Zachs on okay. this team. I don't like that. First of all, we're going to have <laughs> what we're going to lead the league in Zachs in our rotation- Three Zacks in the starting rotation—that's absurd. And they're what? Are they all going to? Are they all going to spell their names different ways? And I have to remember. You have to remember that for your articles. Come on. Oh wow, you're right. Yes, they do all spell. They their all names spell their name different ways. They? That's absurd. Which one is the best one? What's uh, the best way to spell the name Zach? I'm, I'm going to have to go based on Zach Morris, who who's a piece of trash, by the way. But Zach Morris spelling of Z A C K. Z A C K. Okay is the proper way that's that's how i've always felt too yeah z-a-c-h is actually zatch get, get the not, fuck out of yeah, here with not, that shit yeah get yeah. out of here with that sorry so, sorry yeah. you and the guys that spelled their name Derek with two r's and <laughs> i and a c you guys can all fucking hit the road <laughs> that one is also frustrating yeah z-e-r-r-i-c-k -E yeah i'm not i'm not i feel like zach zach gallon's name being z-a-c is kind of perfect because with his nonchalant attitude, I feel like he just... It does kind of fit in. Yeah, it does kind of fit like, in. Yeah, whatever. It wouldn't feel right if it was he, the he's, It's almost like he's saying, maybe. fill in the rest yourself. Whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> you know? It does feel... There, there's like a level of incompleteness there, though. Yeah. Like, I, I like Z-A-C-K more, yeah. more than I like Z-A-C. Oh, yeah. Z-A-C yeah. feels like you just... Like started writing your name yeah, down and then you like, just quit like in the your, middle. Like, like your pencil ran out of, yeah, like it, yeah. you know, you snapped it and ink? it doesn't. You're going to say your pencil ran yeah, out of Yeah, well, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, was maybe gonna, I was maybe going to say <laughs> that and then I, I realized that that didn't make any sense, so I didn't. And then, 
Michael's bringing up that Derek Hall spells his Derek with two R's and a C, and we're going to talk about that when I get him in here. So don't you worry about that. We will. <laughs> that will be that. a major, a major point of that's conversation. The one, that's the actual reason why I want to get in here. <laughs> but Zach Greinke, uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not. I don't need that anymore. I don't okay. need. I, I feel like I need this team to go in the younger direction. And if you, if you were asking me, I, I would find a way to. Part, ba- part ways with Madison Bumgarner and Mark Melanson, and I would do just a full-on youth movement. Um, I don't know if that would get me some sort of lawsuit or something for being an ageist, but I would definitely do my best <laughs> to, to trim this age, age, uh, average age on this team down a bit. Yeah, I, I understand. Like, I mean, th- there would be a cool reunion element to Zach Greinke returning. You know, probably finishing his career. I would be kind of surprised if Zach Greinke pitched more than more than one more year in the big leagues at this point. Um, I but mean, does he have a place here for that to be like special? I mean, I mean, in in the sense of like, no, like Arizona was not like the marquee destination of his career. Right. Like, like that. Yeah, it would I mean, have to be the Royals or the Dodgers. Yeah, the Royals or the Dodgers for sure. But I still think like I'm more talking about D-backs fans' perspective, like. I think a lot of D-backs fans would enjoy seeing Zach Greinke and just like everything. He was still a really good pitcher when the Diamondbacks oh, yeah. moved him. Oh, and yeah. obviously he's not that guy anymore. I'm a little concerned about some of the peripherals with him. He had 73 strikeouts and 137 innings last year, which is like, I don't know, like like that's like a pitcher in the 1970s. Like yeah. that you'd see those kind of numbers pretty, yeah. you know, pretty frequently, but but not now. Like 4.8 Ks per nine does not really fly in, in this day and age much. Unless you're Zach Granke, apparently, in which case you could still, you know, put up a 3.68 ERA and 26 starts. So he probably still has something something left to offer. Offer, but from a just from a, a roster construction standpoint, I feel like the D-backs, as you talked about earlier, just don't really need that anymore. Now that you have Zach Davies in the fold, you don't want to block all your young pitchers. So right. I don't think it makes sense from that right. from that perspective. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, chat, of course, uh, someone's asking me if I'm, I'm about to throw hands. Kyle says, Derek, about to throw hands over spelling. Yes, maybe. Just a little bit. Just maybe specifically about the spelling of Derek. I don't care about the spelling of Zach. Uh, but we thank you guys for being here. Uh, of course, if you are not already signed up to the PHN Exports YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live or anybody else on the network goes live. Uh, also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, uh, please subscribe to us there if you haven't done so already and leave us a review we thank you for it. Even if you're watching the show, subscribe to us on the audio podcast app uh, of your cho- choosing. We appreciate that. And we appreciate the downloads. Uh, of course, also, leave us a thumbs up right here on, on the YouTube channel. That's our favorite thing in the world. We love that more than anything. Um, the numbers don't matter. Views don't matter. Downloads, don't, none of that matters. It is the number of thumbs up that really matter uh, to Jesse and I. But uh, shout out again to our friends at Four Peaks. If you haven't had a chance, grab some of their peak uh, beer wherever you buy your beer. They have some brand new beers coming out that they were trying the other day. Wonderful stuff. Uh, someone gave us a thumbs down now, and that's that just hurt my feelings so bad. Wow. But, wow. <laughs> thumbs down. Okay. Well, anyway, I, didn't, I didn't even know is, thumbs down yeah, existed. Is there a thumb? There's, there's a, a thumbs still a, down? I know there used to be a thumbs down. Ooh, I didn't I didn't think they still had a thumbs down. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we thank you guys. For those of you that gave us thumbs up, the thumbs down, whatever. Uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Jesse is moving into his new house. We got to get him some furniture soon. Uh, we got to stock his beer, his, his fridge with beers. Uh, grab yourself some Four Peaks Brewing Company beer wherever you get your beers. Must be 21 or over to enjoy those and enjoy responsibly. And also suggest to Jesse what he should get for furniture at his new place because he doesn't even know where to start. Uh, but he can start out at morefurniture.com. He'll get that white glove delivery service that we received here at the office as well 
Um, but you guys can all save big on your furniture here in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Anything uh, I know, I know the Chase lounges are already yeah, being purchased. I, I've, I've I know he's already decided. Done a little bit of scouting them. on yeah. more furniture's Chase lounges. Does one go um, in the kitchen? Um, Did you just have a little breakfast nook? My, my, my kitchen is not particularly big. No. Um, yeah, if you put a Chase lounge in the kitchen, then in order to cook or do anything in the kitchen, you would have to be on the Chase on lounge. It? Standing on it? Okay. <laughs> Which honestly is my ideal form of cooking. <laughs> like just like like lounging back while I'm like chopping just up some carrots eggs or just something. Just with one hand. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Oh, man. Uh, Brian says last minute furniture shopping for Jesse makes sense. Yeah, he's he's in gonna my be defense, in his place. I don't have a place to put it. Yeah, like he doesn't. You have to have the place before you can buy the furniture, unless you have. Like, I don't want to go get a storage unit just yeah, to like just so you can put it there yeah, until you just, move into the place. I I acknowledge I have a procrastination problem when it comes to shopping, but I don't think this is a manifestation of that. In, Charles, in my defense, look, Charles Woodall Pike <laughs> says you need a ping pong table. Thunderstick Revenge Tour twenty twenty three. And I don't disagree with that. That's definitely <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, the you ping pong get. table would take up the majority of whatever room it was in. Um, Aren't but, you making the master bedroom into your office? I am. That sounds like a perfect place for the ping pong table to go where a bed should go. Honestly, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, see? That's a see? pretty good idea. We got it figured out, folks. We got it figured out. But uh, one thing that, of course, it's Mailbag Monday. Uh, and we have more Mailbag Monday questions to get to. And, and of course, things are going to get ridiculous around here. What else we got? Um, actually, this is one of the less ridiculous questions. It's not from it's not from Don's bread, so of course it's not <laughs> nonsense. Um, outside of Corbin Carroll, who is the one D back you think overachieves this season? And that comes from our friend at Rhino Twitch on Twitter. Uh, Jesse, I really it's kind of hard because I think we have certain expectations. I feel like based on what he did last season, Cattell Marte is that guy. Yeah. I think he's going to have a bounce back year, and I think people are going to be surprised. Versus really it being more about him getting back to where he was and having a down season last year. Yeah. I think that like, I, I don't know if I would use the word overachieves necessarily. Cause I think a lot for of like these Corbin players, Carroll. yeah, like a lot of these players have pretty high expectations. I mean, Cor for Corbin Carroll to overachieve, like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I mean, people are already expecting him to win the rookie of the year. Yeah. Like what, what exactly like is he going to do? Conclusion for most folks. <laughs> that he's going to win the rookie of the year. So yeah, I don't know if I'd use the word overachieves, but um, a player that I think, has a chance to take a big step forward next year no shock to anyone would be alec thomas um i think it'd be it'd be huge for the team if that happened i think alec thomas is the kind of guy that you bet on i mean right he was 22 years old yeah. this last year for like sure. he was pretty solid offensively for three months played a gold glove caliber defense in center field and the wheels just came off the last couple months of the season and he just really struggled offensively there's still some adjustments to be made here I think I've I've heard that you know there are some big swing adjustments that he might be working on through through the offseason. We'll see uh kind of what that looked like uh once we once we see him in in spring training, but uh but yeah, I think there's there's room here for Alec Thomas to take a big step forward and I think in in turn like using the word overachieve, I don't know if people have as high expectations for Alec Thomas as they do for a lot of the other young guys just given that he did kind of struggle last year. You might not feel as bullish about what he could bring to the table, but he's the kind of guy just given his track record in the minor leagues and how he basically hit at every level. When he hit a roadblock, he figured it out. He's so young still. He's the kind of guy that, that I think you can bet on. The one thing I do notice with our young players is that I think that we have that, uh, you know, you move on to the new toy thing very quickly. <laughs> that is so true. Right. Yeah. Because Dalton Varsho, <laughs> 
uh, for me, for my time when I was, you know, uh, doing this podcast uh, elsewhere, uh, he was the guy for a while there he that was. we coveted and couldn't wait to see. And then he came Don up. Don Varsha, when he came up, it was like, this might be the best position player prospect the D-backs have had debut since Justin Upton. Right, like, right. like, And he's obviously been probably supplanted in that sense with Corbin Carroll coming up and maybe even Alec Thomas. But yeah, it was a big deal when Dalton Varsha first well, and came And the up. thing there with Dalton Varsha was it wasn't a success, right? So it seemed like we moved very, very quickly on, well, he doesn't seem like he's going to work out a catcher. So I don't yeah. think that there's going to be as much value there as we thought. So, but hey, this Alec Thomas kid coming up, you know, I mean, it's like we moved right on to the next thing. And then That's when true. Dalton Varsho does find his way, does find that success, it was a bit surprising to a lot of people, despite the fact that he really was the hot thing when it came to like young prospects, just like three, three seasons earlier. Right. Uh, the one thing I will say about this is that uh, you guys have some great answers here. Uh, ben says Carson Kelly, he has a pattern of alternating good and bad seasons like Marte. Kyle Dannon says Kyle Nelson. Mm. Uh, I like Kyle Nelson as an answer to Kyle Nelson. I felt like showed us a lot out of the bullpen last year. Uh, the clutch Canucks says Kyle Lewis. Ooh, Kyle Lewis is a good answer. Kyle Lewis is a very good answer. Somebody that we're not familiar with his struggles, but very much could be uh, a, a huge pickup for this team. And Gabriel Ferrer is drunk because he says Bumgarner. So I'm not even going to, I'm not going to address that. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, question we got, why can't this team have nice things for their fans from our friend, Justin Plum at J rod plum on Twitter. Uh, and he is quote tweeting the Arizona diamondbacks response to someone else who said, unfortunately we will not be having fan fest this year. And that is a big bummer. Jesse, that's that someone else was the diamondbacks of course on, on Twitter. Oh, well, I, I meant that, that I said the diamondbacks were replying to someone else is what I said. There. Oh, anyway, fair, fair. yes, it was the official Arizona diamondbacks account saying, Unfortunately, we will not be having FanFest this year. Uh, and Jesse and I do not know why. We actually have a request in to find out some more information about this. We do know that in the past. Obviously, due to COVID and a variety of other reasons, they did not yeah. have the FanFest event. They did have it in 2020, though, which, I mean, was pre-COVID, right? Yeah. And I mean, it was, that was at Salt February. River Fields. It was right. very spread out. and was very different from what we were used to at Chase Field. But I did like it. I thought it was kind of neat the way it was set up. The one thing I did like about the way that it was set up was they did have it put in a way where if you were there just for one specific purpose they did kind of have things like sectioned off well so like huh. if you wanted to take your kids to like the bounce houses and stuff they were like in one section since salt river fields is so big and they can kind of have everything spread out on the different fields that they have in the backfields it was it was it was uh, nice for that reason but i did a lot of walking and i wasn't um, a huge fan of that i don't know though <laughs> the one response there that we've seen the one i'm sure that's on a lot of people's minds when it comes to the diamondbacks not having a fan fest is is this team popular enough to not be having things like a fan fest to get their fan base excited about the upcoming season? I, I don't know. I think there's to that. there's clearly a market for it, right? I mean, I think people get excited about fan fest every year. Fan fest is, in my opinion, it's one of the most widely attended events. Like, I mean, it's usually yeah. it's free typically, right? And, and it you seems can, like it doesn't even necessarily depend on like the state of the team that much. Like, no, it's the beginning of the year, so we're excited. Even if everyone the team isn't everyone to be is optimistic, good. yeah. Right. So I don't, I wouldn't think that the reason they're not having it is because you know there's just not enough interest or something like that. Uh, maybe it has something to do with with Chase Field, and we know there's some some roof events concerns there. Like they're hosting that. some other events there that might play into it. But yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get an answer for this. Uh, we do know that they're having World Baseball Classic games at Salt River Fields too, so maybe that impacts it. I, I don't know. 
Uh, Michael says, surprised they haven't announced the giveaways yet. That's another thing we're still waiting to see if the Diamondbacks bring back the bobbleheads. Of course, we know that there were other people that or other teams last year that still had the bobbleheads, so hoping to see that come back. Uh, it seems like people didn't like it at Salt River Fields. I would probably agree with that. Um, Alex said, I liked it when, it when it was at Chase Field. I think Chris said she did not like it at Salt River Field. Was 2020 the, I wasn't even, I was not in town at that point. Was 2020 the first year that they did it at Salt River? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I only so remember going like it to So it's not like established as being at Salt River Fields at this point. Right, it could, yeah. Maybe they it wanted could, to move it back. I don't, I don't maybe know. Maybe they did. Maybe Chase Field would have been better. I don't know. There's a lot of things though there with Chase Field and I just, uh, no, the World Baseball Classic games are at Chase Field, so that's why I was suggesting that maybe they wanted to do it at Chase, but it can't be because of those games. I don't know. I uh, mean, it's in February, and the World Baseball Classic isn't until March. Yeah, the so. Sand Fest usually is around this time of the year, right? Yeah, like, it's, like, I think it's. I think it was in February, at least when year. I when I remember going way way back when. I think it's usually held in February, so. I don't think the World Baseball Classic would be the reason. Mm -hmm. We don't really know the reason. <laughs> Justin says 2019 was at Salt River Fields. 2020 was at Chase Field. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, that that might have been switched around. But um, Ben says, shake my head, trash organization. I'm rooting for the Padres now. We lost Ben. We lost Ben. Well, we understand, Ben. It's fine. We we, we, we hope to win you back um, with churro dogs and maybe some bobbleheads. But we'll see what happens. Uh, next question, of course, comes from uh, Don's Bread. And uh, it's another trouble making question. Don's Brett asked, which D-backs player can Jesse actually beat in ping pong? <laughs> Jesse, you want to handle it? <laughs> this is this is an unfortunate question. I'm really sad that this had that this had to that be that this asked. had to be the way that um, it is. I, first of all, I have to defend myself. I, what <sighs> happened at the at the PHNXT party on Friday? Again, the games were very very close. I I was beating Max Simpson twenty to seventeen. In the third, our third match. So this was we'd each won one. This was the tiebreaker. I'm up 20 to 17. This man just puts an absurd amount of spin on his serve. And I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm gonna figure it out eventually. We're gonna we're gonna get there. Uh, and I will eventually beat beat Max Simpson. But as far as the Diamondbacks are concerned, um, I don't know. Who 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 do you think I could I could beat, Derek? Now my my confidence is, you know. It's not. It's not what it was. It's not what it was a week ago. I'm gonna, so. say, I'm gonna say you could beat Madison Bumgarner. Okay. I'm gonna say uh, that you could not beat Josh Rojas. Those are the first two answers everybody wants. I feel to like hear. baseball players are pretty good at ping pong. Do you yeah. think that's like a fair? I think that's a fair assessment? assessment. I feel like they have a lot of time. That seems like something that a lot of clubs would have, like maybe available to like an opposing uh, team visiting or something like that seems like an easy locker room kind of thing. The ah. Diamondbacks had a basketball hoop in there in, in their clubhouse for a little while there. Um, and I know that they've had a variety of like golfing games and such, uh, but I don't remember. Maybe maybe there was a ping pong table. I don't know. I don't know if they're, at least in the D-backs clubhouse, there's not really room for a ping pong table yeah. Um, yeah. unless you were to like get rid of the seating area in the middle, right. which I don't think right. they'd want to do. So Mark called you the D-backs bullpen of ping pong, which that's unfair. That's not that's, fair. That's I'm going really, to defend Jesse right that's, now. That's like harsh. Everybody brought their A game to Jesse. Jesse here he like he's kind of like uh, a perennial like all-star slash playoff team right and so he knows better he knows that like he's trying to rest his squad for the playoffs he's I will trying also to get ready. say and everybody brought their a game uh, against him like like a regular season team would against like the suns you know how excited everybody got about beating the suns there for a little while until it found out that they, they were just losing to everybody it's like that it's like that i will also say that danielle has a ping pong table in her garage 
and presumably plays frequently. And I've seen it. Max Simpson has one literally right as you walk into his house. You see a ping pong table. I do not have a ping pong table and have not had access to one in many years. So I just uh, know that Max and Danielle weren't on this program um, talking a crazy <laughs> amount of shit about all the people they were going to be. That, in the game. that, that I have no good answer for. That's that's fair. <laughs> uh, but we got our last question of the day. Uh, and of course, it comes from from our friend who is stuck in Colorado. Um, and he wants uh, the Fox the, at the Adam 27 on Twitter. And he asks, who will join me at Coors Field when the D-backs visit my new state? The last weekend of April, I, I think we should take a trip out there to help this man. I really do. I feel like we should be there to comfort him and to sit with him, help him get through this. Because we'll take him to the DNVR bar. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't. That's I don't, fair. That's yeah, fair. That's probably yeah. yeah. All the all the yeah. Colorado <laughs> sports stuff all over the place. Um. Yeah. No. I. I mean, Coors Field is in my book one of the nicest stadiums in baseball. I don't think that's really controversial. Um, it might be the nicest one that I've been to, honestly. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's don't know. it's in the middle of summer. Like, it is a beautiful place to see a baseball game. So I am always down for, for a trip to Coors Field. And hopefully we do get out there at some point this season. We do, of course, have our, our friends over at DNVR close by. So... Um, that is one of our one of our top destinations. So hopefully we make it out there at some point. Kyle wants to know if anyone wants to join them on opening day at Dodger Stadium. I'll be there with you. Let's go, Kyle. Uh, and then we can go to WrestleMania together uh, later. Uh, Michael says, do a joint PHNX DNVR pod? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. That Patrick Lyons, he's a troublemaker. <laughs> Way worse than way worse than Don's bread. So I don't know about that, but we'll see. I don't think Patrick Lyons would let us escape Denver without without doing, doing a show podcast. with him. Right. So I think right. I think that is likely to happen. Yeah. Yep. Um, but anyway, uh, Max says, or Chris says, don't let Mac go. She will wear the wrong jersey. Confirmed. We can confirm that 100. Um, percent And I, I'd bet money on that that she would wear a Colorado Rockies jersey. I can't bet on the DraftKings Sportsbook app on that, but I would. I would if they could could take that and let me do that. Uh, but what you can bet on on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, of course, is the NFL playoffs, which have been fairly exciting, right? We had a guy bet a million dollars. I did hear about one that. Yeah. Million, $1.4 million, in fact. Possibly the, the stupidest the bet in, in human history. Okay, so no? here's the thing. It, you could say that, yes, because the return was very low, right? But Why would you do that? The reason why is because I feel like this person was trying to splash their enormous amount of money around. Just so that they could steal eleven thousand dollars from DraftKings, right? The Chargers <laughs> were up twenty-seven to nothing. Jesse, the Jaguars I are a, not a very it. good team, so it seemed like this game was in the bag as far as this person was concerned. So the odds aren't very good at that point. The odds are terrible. The value is terrible. But if I have one point four million dollars, there's so much better stuff to maybe risk it on than that. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Like, I mean, if it's like a very small portion of what you have, then maybe yeah. maybe you don't care. I don't know what this person's financial situation was. But it's very good. I just think like like with that amount of money, I mean, you could like invest that amount of money and eleven thousand dollars is not. Well, that's that's a pretty small fraction of it. But you're right. Like this person would have literally made eleven thousand dollars for just throwing some money on an app on a sure thing that they thought was a sure thing. And they'd make eleven thousand dollars in what, like an hour and a half. And then that money would be in their account and they could transfer. That's that's you know what I mean? That's fair. There's a good chance that maybe this person got to have one point four million dollars by doing transactions. Very similar, similar to this. Who knows? But um, I'm glad. 
I'm glad, I'm glad when people get their comeuppance. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and that's what you get for trying to do that last minute. Of course, that's why the NFL is so exciting. Anything can happen. It's one of It has been one of the most exciting years in NFL history. So uh, all new and existing customers right now can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays, boost your NFL winnings, and each leg you add uh, up to 100%. And if you're a new customer, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Uh, you bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round, and you will get $200 in free bets instantly. No strings attached. Uh, just get that money over at the DraftKings Sportsbook with our code of PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, Jesse and I have some arguing about the value of stuff to do tomorrow, uh, and the Diamondbacks might have that in their future with Josh Rojas, so stay tuned. Uh, but in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy over here next to me is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for joining us. On behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun. But in the words of Martin Luther King Jr., we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope.